this is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of FE Church, and this is our podcast. All right, so can you believe we're already wrapping up this series? It has been four weeks of Into the Unknown already. Anyone else feel like time is moving super slowly and also super quickly? Like at the same time, not sure how that works. But this is our sixth week of speaking to an empty sanctuary. And to, to say that I hate it, honestly, is a gross understatement. But I'm also incredibly grateful for the technology that continues to keep us connected. And especially the people behind the technology. So many of you have reached out and thanked me for everything that we're doing as a church to Continue to keep us connected, but really it's these guys behind the cameras and behind the sound booths and the computers. So reach out and say thank you. If you know somebody on the team, thank them. You can send me messages of thanks and I'll forward them along. Our media team has done an amazing job of keeping us all connected during this time, even on a morning with technical difficulties. So praise God. We're very, very thankful for that. The other thing you can do to thank them, by the way, is to share their work, right? Listen to a podcast, share it. Watch us online. Share it, interact with it, comment on it, comment with each other, really use it to its fullest potential. That would be a great way to thank them. But what I'm trying to say is it really goes against everything that we are as pastors, as church leaders, to not invite people to things, right? Life is completely different right now with going on six weeks of different. To not congregate a congregation just feels wrong, right? I've had to retrain how I say things, how I communicate things, really rethink everything. Parts of it have been fun, you know, get to be more creative with things. I honestly like change personally, and I tend to like, you know, trying to be creative even with boundaries. We've never had more boundaries right now to doing church, and so the more boundaries, the more creative you can be. But It is exhausting rethinking everything all of the time. And I know many of you are doing similar rethinkings, right? You're having to have these brand new understandings of everything. Rethink everything that you're doing, which is why we're going to be starting a brand new series next week about renewing our minds, retraining our thinking. But as we wrap up this series, I wanted to bring a few thoughts together here. We've talked about how bravery runs in our family. The people of God are always being asked to do extremely brave things, even with God on their side. We've studied these individuals and we've built our faith with theirs and their stories. We've talked about how crisis brings change, right? And sometimes it's only crisis that will bring change. And so God doesn't always stop it. because it will produce something good in our lives. And last week, we talked about the life-changing moments that we're born for, the life-changing moment that Jesus was born for, and the ones that he calls us to. But it's the difficult moments that shape those breakthrough moments, especially as we enter into the unknown. But today, I really want to wrap up this series by pulling out a couple of ideas from a pep talk that Jesus gave his disciples before sending them into the unknown. 
And it comes from Luke 10. Now, it's always important. You can go ahead and turn there a while. I hope you have your Bible open at home and you're following along with us. And that way, you can go to fe.church slash sermon notes or go to the app and click the sermon notes there as well. But I hope you're following along and taking notes at home. Before we get into this and as you're turning to Luke 10, it's always important to know context when we're studying the word, to really understand the context that it was said into. So allow me to give you a little context before reading this. Jesus was sending them out in this passage we're going to read today systematically on a short-term missionary journey to prepare the way for the gospel. People will sometimes ask why we do pre-evangelism events where the gospel isn't actually preached like put a float in a local parade or provide a fun kids event or something like that. We're not actually preaching the gospel, but it's a pre-evangelism event. Right? There's evangelism, and then there's pre-evangelism, and Jesus modeled both. It really just boils down to leading people well, honestly. Sometimes people have to be prepped for their entire lives to change. There are always those people that can change in an instant, completely turn from everything they've known and follow Jesus. But there are some that have to be prepped. God knows how to reach both kinds. That's what's happening in this passage. Some people also ask... You know, why we have to be so organized all of the time? Why so much planning? Like, can't the Holy Spirit just go with the flow? The thing is, God is a planner. Jesus was a planner. We sometimes get the plan wrong. Sure, absolutely. We sometimes serve the plan instead of allowing the plan to serve us. Sure, which is why we allow God to mess up our plans, right? Whenever he wants to. But it doesn't mean we don't plan. We plan to succeed because our mission is so incredibly important. We plan to succeed so that we can reach the most amount of people for the gospel. And if that means laying out a map and sending people ahead in teams to get them ready for the message, then that's what Jesus does, as we'll see in this passage. And that's what we'll do. Some people will also ask why you need church to be a Christian, And I believe this passage answers that too. Maybe you don't need church as much as it needs you. Maybe 72 disciples, as Jesus sends out here, could reach reach exponentially more people than 12 could have, or than Jesus could have himself as just one person. And I'm saying maybe ironically here, because if Jesus did it, then it was the perfect way to do it. We need each other to get the mission accomplished that Jesus has assigned to us. And in the passage we're going to read today, Jesus sent a team of people out on an organized and systematic mission with one objective. This is important to remember because sometimes people take these things out of context and assume these pieces of advice are how we should live everyday lives as Christians, ignoring people on the road and expecting people to be our enemies. This was a mission Not everyday life, and yes, there is a difference. But let's read a portion of Luke 10, and we'll unpack this together. Luke 10, verse 1, is where we're starting today. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. 
Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, then the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. Don't move around from home to home. Stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. If you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. But if it's from our feet to show that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their head to show their remorse. Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on Judgment Day than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the dead. Then he said to the disciples, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. A couple of things that Jesus asked of his disciples that I think might help us understand how to continue to be productive in sharing the gospel in this unknown season. We've spent three weeks in this series now discussing how to build your faith, how to keep your faith, and understand you were born to make a difference. Now, what do we do with that? This series was originally supposed to be called Wild and Dangerous. That was, of course, before I knew just how dangerous our world would seem, but it was about going about being a follower of Jesus, how he asks us to do wild and dangerous things sometimes, about how we have to be adventurers, to be true followers of him. Yes, he leads us by quiet waters and and he restores our soul, but sometimes he also asks us to step out of the boat onto nothing, (laughs) onto water, right? Sometimes he asks us to go out and prepare the way for him. Sometimes he asks us to leave life behind and follow him. He asks us to trust him when the whole world is screaming for his blood. He asks us into the unknown with him. He calls us into the unknown with him. But rest assured, it's not unknown to him. And I believe he's not only asking for our trust, he's asking for our fruitfulness. Remember from the series Temper Temper back in February, the only thing Jesus got angry about, fruitlessness. Fruitlessness. Even in a season when it seemed like it should produce no fruit. Fruitlessness. He's asking us to not only walk into the unknown with him, but to be fruitful even in that season. And I believe we can continue to be fruitful even in this season and the unknown. We can still take ground 
in the unknown. In fact, churches are actually growing all across the country right now. And Jason told you earlier how many people we've seen visit the I Am In page, our salvation page, on our website this week. We have 40-plus people been going through Bible plans online with us. We're seeing thousands of people watching our services online. We can still be productive and fruitful in this season too, but there's a few things you have to be prepped for when trying to be fruitful in an unknown season. We're going to pull these out of the passage today. Number one, it's important to remember who sent them. Jesus sent them into the unknown. This should go without saying, but most of us think the road ahead must be crystal clear before taking a step into it. Right? Jesus didn't guarantee them peaceful homes or, or kind audiences or even big crowds. It was really the opposite. They knew what their job was, but not what they would encounter along the way. But Jesus sent them. So the job must be done. Right? So much of this Jesus life requires a little walking into the unknown. Tithing. Taking a step of faith, right? Learning how to read your Bible, even though you have no idea where to start. Uh, fasting, learning how to pray, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus was constantly pushing his disciples to do things they hadn't done before, to step into the unknown with him. Walking on water and feeding 5,000 people with a handful of bread and fish, right? He's challenging you to walk into the unknown every step of this faith walk. In fact, one of the scriptures we came across in our Bible plan this week was Proverbs 15, 24. This one's going to stick with me for a while, I think. And it said, the path of life winds upward for the wise. The path of life winds upward for the wise. Meaning that the easiest path, the downward path, is usually the one that leads to death. Some scriptures even say hell. That's where the easiest path leads. The path that requires hard work, an uphill battle, dedication, and a little faith is the one that leads to huge payoffs in the end. But it is hard work to go up. The path of life winds upwards for the wise. And it's so important to remember that Jesus is the one who sent us. Jesus is the one who gave us this mission because it's going to get difficult. The point is, we can go into the unknown confidently when Jesus is the one who sends us there. Number two, complete self-reliance produces isolation. I think Jesus told them here not to take a traveler's bag, not to take extra money so that they would be forced to rely on other people in this journey. He needed them to connect with people. That was the job. He needed them to need others. But I think sometimes we get so prideful. And pride tells you to only rely on yourself. You can't ask other people for help. That would be shameful. It's just pride talking. Jesus asks us to allow others to help. He places us in families. He plants us in churches. He sends us in teams. Let others help you. You can't do the job he's called you to do without allowing others to help. Number three, Jesus asked them to speak peace first. 
Speak peace first. This is actually an incredibly important life skill. We often get too into our own heads to really speak peace into others' lives first. Let that be the first thing. Because we, we tend to like make snap judgments about people. Right? Or we just let our own pride rage and we just can't see past ourselves. But if you can at least try to understand people, you'll make it far in life. Understand people. Speak peace to people first. Stop writing people off. Right? And speak peace without knowing whether they're worthy of it or not. That's what Jesus said. Let God deal with that because either way, you're going to walk away more blessed. Speak peace. And if it's a worthy home, it will stand. Your blessing will stand. Your words are so powerful as a follower of Jesus. If you speak peace, though, and they're not worthy of it, it just comes back to you. Either way, you walk away more blessed. But start by assuming they are on your side. That they do want to bless you. If you've been following Jesus' other advice throughout this passage, then you'll also have been praying to God to send more workers into his harvest field. So maybe he's answering your prayer. He's giving you a, a teammate, an advocate, a helper. Assume the best first. But number four is don't be surprised at opposition. Speak peace first, but don't be surprised at opposition. Is speaking peace And expecting opposition is not a natural state of being. This is not natural to understand. We usually either love people and believe that they're all good and all want the best for us, right? Which is maybe a little bit of a naive way of thinking. Or we go to the other side and we completely hate people. We have this victim mentality mindset and the walls go up, right? People are out to get me. We tend to to be polarized as human beings one or the other. It can't be both. But the kingdom of God is not this or that. It's this and that. It's usually both. Great theology is found in the middle. It's both. Speak peace first, but don't be surprised at opposition. It actually requires incredible intentionality to hold on to both. But this is what Jesus is asking of you. Speak peace But don't be surprised when they reject it. Also, don't be offended at rejection. Jesus gave us tips for this too. Don't be offended at rejection because it's not about you. Number five is stay humble. Stay humble. You're acting on behalf of someone else, the God of heaven and earth. And so when they reject you, they're rejecting him. You're not speaking for yourself anymore. You're not defending your own honor. And God is big enough to defend himself. Thank you very much. Right? This isn't about you. This isn't about power for power's sake. This is about the kingdom of heaven. And the mission is far bigger than any one of us or the notoriety we gain because it's his mission for us here on earth. We can be productive in this unknown season. We're going to have to retrain our thinking. We're going to have to start seeing the world a little differently, which is why we're headed into a brand new series next week. And we're starting a brand new Bible plan today where you can join us on the app or at fv.church slash online. And it's in your sermon notes as well. We're going to retrain our thinking because Freedom Valley, we got this. 
we got this. God has bigger things on the other side of all this for us. Each and every one of you have talents and gifts and abilities that God wants to use for the kingdom. God is doing a new thing. And that's not scary. Something to celebrate. He's bringing new things out of you. He's building new roads in your life along new rivers of blessing, as our Bible plan said this week. He's opening up new heights from where you have an amazing new perspective. It's time to step in to all the promises of God for you, to trust in his ability to bring them to pass and to go change your world. Go into the unknown, knowing you have a legacy of bravery behind you squaring your shoulders to the new challenges ahead of you and understanding that God is molding and shaping you as much as he's molding and shaping the world through you. Step into the unknown, disciple of Jesus. You've been sent. Jesus' prayer was always that God would send more workers. He sent us. This word challenges me because in this season of time apart, I feel like there's, there's easily two responses to this word. Either I need to get ready or I need to get to work. But both have the same action steps. I need to respond to my Savior. If you're Moved by the Spirit through this message, I want to call you to a time of responding to God's Word. Would you let Him know that you're all in for what He's calling you to? The Holy Spirit is speaking to every heart that is open right now. If you've prepared yourself, He's ready to respond to you. Will you say to Him, I am in. I'm ready to get to work to face the opposition, to prepare for the blessings that, that I can do this, but I can't do it alone. If you want to receive Jesus as your partner and savior today, would you let us know? Post in the comments section right now, I'm in. Go to fv.church forward slash I am in. Let somebody know, take the next steps of faith. In your living room right now, pray the prayer of salvation that I admit I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus died for me and I confess him as Lord of my life and I want to live changed. And then live changed. If you've already prayed that prayer, it's time. Go all in. Be a worker. Share the gospel. Help others. Sow the seed. Prepare the fruit so that the Holy Spirit can reap the harvest when the time is coming. Let this time right now be us preparing the land, softening the soil, setting our hearts for what will come. We're praying for revival. We're believing for response. So let's be the church and let's go all in. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, for those individuals right now asking to receive your Holy Spirit, to receive your salvation, to receive you, I pray that they would feel empowered in their homes, in their cars, in their 
workplaces, wherever they're viewing this, to know that you love them, you call them, and you'll change them for eternity. For those of us taking a step to say, I'm ready to do the work I'm called to, let me be a worker in the harvest field, remind us daily to continue to pursue you despite opposition, despite difficulties, despite distance, we are still your children and we are all in for you. I thank you for this word and this time of worship. Continue to grow us together as we prepare for the revival that is coming. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, please let us know by going to fv.church slash I am in. And remember to download our app for more content and helpful links.